Hey everybody, it's the Betty Boopers podcast. Are you getting ready for Betty Boopers time? Are you wearing your your jammies? Are you getting snuggly wuggly in your Betty Weddy? Oh, uh, anyway, it's my uh, it's my Betty Boopers time now. I'm uh, just getting ready to go to bed over here. You know, um, yeah, I went uh, went down to the comedy store last night. had a had a pretty good set there. It's uh. It's funny, you know. I went up, uh, went up twelfth, which is good, you know, because that by that time the uh, the audience there they're a little they they're they're finishing their first drink, you know. I I kind of felt bad for the first five comedians are going up there, you know, like everyone's still like walking in, like ordering drinks and stuff, and like not really paying attention. It's like ah, oh, god, that's so annoying, man. It's it's hard to it's hard to do good, you know, when the uh, when the waiter, when the waitress is taking your order, you're like, oh, yeah, hold on, waitress, let me listen to this joke. You know, no one says that, right? They just order the drinks or whatever. Yeah, so anyway, I uh, you know, did my set over there. I was, uh, I kept like stepping on the, I kept stepping on the mic cord, you know? And it, it would like make the, it would make the cord come out of the microphone and make this buzzing noise. It happened twice, because I, I stepped on the cord. I was like, oh, oopsies. Oopsies! It's pretty good recovery. Uh, everybody liked my jokes. It was fun. Had a good. After that, I went to the beachcomber. Dude, I just drove down. I just drove down Pacific Beach along the coast, dude. Just waved to all the homeless people, you know. Um, yeah, so the beachcomber, you know, they're doing the raffle. So uh, I didn't get I didn't get picked to like the very end there when there was almost almost no one left. I would say yeah maybe about fifteen people, about fifteen people in there. Uh, that said, I fucking bombed hard. Holy shit, dude, man. You know I was thinking about doing some new jokes, but like since there was so few people, I was telling myself I was like okay I'll just do some, I'll just do some jokes that I know work. You know I'll just do a set that I know works. Because I don't want to test anything right now because there's only 15 people in here, you know. And, I, you know, I want to give them a good little show, you know. I want to make them laugh. I'll just use jokes that I know work. And, uh, well, none of them fucking worked. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man, I wasn't getting I wasn't getting any laughs, you know. There's, I told one joke, and there were, actually there was one guy, there was one, like, drunk businessman who was, like, laughing uncontrollably, but he was the only one laughing. <laughs> just kind of... Just kind of like, you know, he was laughing way too long. It's like, all right, I want to tell the next joke now. If you could, if you could stop laughing, that'd be good. You know, no one else is laughing. Only, only you are, you know. Uh, but yeah, then, uh, then like halfway through this one bit, you know, I tell the punchline and it's fucking crickets. You know, it's usually, it's a, it's a good punchline, you know, and, uh, it gets a good laugh, but. It was just I I got nothing. I didn't even get I didn't even get like a chuckle. And like right after that happened, I was just like, oh fuck. No, what's the point of this? You know, what's the point? You know, the only I'm not I'm not trying to test these jokes. I know they're funny. The only reason I'm saying them is because you know I wanted to make you guys laugh, but you're not into them. So I was just like, oh fuck this. I just and I just said, oh that's it. All right, see you later. <laughs> I just ended my set right there. So, you know, it was, a, it was a night of ups and downs, you know. I had a great set at the comedy store, and then I just bombed in front of ten drunk people at a bar, you know. 
it was a fun night. Uh, and tonight I went to this went to this mic I haven't been been to before, and uh, it's in Hillcrest, which is in the it's, it's the it's the gay town, it's the gay part of San Diego. Uh, if you go there, if you go if you go shopping at the Trader Joe's there, you'll you'll start becoming attracted to the same gender. You know, you'll you'll start having strange feelings uh, in your lower regions. Um, yeah, so I just like. It was like a mixed mic, which is like, oh, oh God, oh, those are the worst, you know. Because, like, the music, you know, they play the music and everyone's just talking and no one's paying attention. You, know, you can listen to music passively, but then comedians, everyone needs to listen to them, you know, for it to make any sense. And it's just like whenever the music people go up there, it just it, it fucks up the audience, you know. you got to reset the audience. Uh, anyway, this uh, this lady goes up there, you know, she, she's like, at first, I couldn't I couldn't tell if she was trans or, or not. You know, I thought maybe it was like an old trans man. She was like she had like red hair, you know, and was wearing a lot of makeup. You know, she kind of looked like like uh, like my grandma. You know, you know how like like one of those grandmas that still thinks she needs to put on her makeup when she goes outside because she's fucking hot shit. You know, she's the belle of the ball. Uh, I would, I guess, gaudy is that that that's a good word to describe that gaudy, right? She was definitely gaudy, excessive. Uh, what's another? Uh, decadent, you know. And uh, yeah, she starts playing, or or she starts like telling a story. She starts like telling a story about like what the song's about, but like the microphone isn't isn't on her mouth, it's like on the guitar, so no one can hear what she's saying, and like the acoustics in this coffee shop, it's like a, it's like a concrete coffee shop with glass walls, and like the acoustic, everything echoes, you know, so it's like if anyone talks, it's, it's hard to hear, you know, no matter where you're sitting in the place, it's hard to hear anything, and uh, you know, so even if like a couple people are having conversations, like the cashier is, is getting the person a drink, you can't, you can't really hear, you know, and she didn't even have the microphone, and she's like telling a story, about how she wrote this song, like, about her uncle or some shit. I, I can't really remember, but I, I just I was looking around, just like like laughing, and, it, and that was the funniest thing that happened all night, man. <laughs> uh, this is fucking lady. It's like no one no one could possibly hear anything she was saying, you know. And she starts playing. She was a pretty good guitarist, you know. And uh, after her first song, she like stands up, like she's leaving, and she's like, "One more, you know." Or she was hoping we would shout for an encore, but, like, no one was, so she kind of suggested it to us that we should, you know? She was like, one more, right? You guys want to hear one more, right? And everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and then, uh... And she starts explaining that uh, the song she was about to play was from her album before she got she got injured. And then she ex- starts explaining... I don't know if she was talking about her injury or what the fuck. <laughs> She's... She's giving us her whole life story, pretty much, you know, without the aid of the microphone. And, uh, you know, and then she starts playing this one song. And I don't know, uh, maybe she, I think she fucked it up or something. I, I, I'm not sure exactly what happened, but she only she was only playing it for like 30 seconds. And then she stopped. And then she's like, oh, oh, that was just the intro to this next one. She starts playing another one. Which is just kind of, it was much worse than the first one. And, uh, 
that was from the album. That's what that's what I was thinking. It's like, well, you should have put that first one on the album. That was a good song, you know. This one, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that belongs on the album. You know, maybe on the B sides. You know. Uh, yeah. This is you know this was in the uh, gay district too. So there was also this like fat lesbian couple in the front there, and one of the girls was like really tall. I would say six three, six three, two hundred pounds. Um, she was a big girl, you know, and. Uh, you know, she wore it well. She didn't have, like, a huge stomach. You know, it was proportional on her body. But she was just a large... She was just a large woman, you know? And, uh... She had, like, this short blonde haircut. And she was, like, there with her girlfriend, I guess. And then and she kept... She kept mocking the comedians. Like, like laughing really loud and obnoxiously. You could tell it was fake, you know? And just, like, making... Doing that at inappropriate times. Because, like, you know, some comedians were making dick jokes and stuff, and she didn't approve, you know? Because she's, like, a strong woman, you know? Like, physically and emotionally. <laughs> and then, oh, man, yeah, she just, like, started fighting with one of the comedians. And then, like, after that, she just, like, gets up and leaves, but her girlfriend or whatever is still sitting in the bar. And then, like, for the next 20 minutes, you know, the next 30 minutes, you know, every, like, 10 minutes... She she comes by the side of the cafe, and you can see her through the glass, and she's, like, waving at her girlfriend to come outside with her, and her girlfriend doesn't want to do it, you know? I don't know if they got in a fight or whatever, but, uh, you know, there was some there was some big lesbian drama, and I, uh, I mean, like, I mean, like, the lesbian woman was very big, and there was a lot of drama, uh, so that was fun, you know? And I did my set there, and I had a good set there. It was, it was too. It was fun. Uh, my timing was good. I uh, I didn't say my jokes too quickly. I was real relaxed and stuff. I felt good. Yeah, you know, I was I was like in this. I was in this mindset. You know, it's it's really all like the mindset you're in when you go up there. And if you're if you're able to put yourself into that mindset, it's just like you know you feel confident and calm. And, uh, it's good. You know, when you're in that mindset, like, the jokes, they come out a lot better, you know? And, uh, yeah, it was good. It was fun. Um, what else was I going to say? I forget. I'm kind of tired right now, you know? It's Betty Booper's time, guys. It's Betty Booper's time. Yeah, yeah, just, um, just, like, controlling your thoughts, you know? I just... It just reminded me again that controlling your thoughts is basically the single most important skill anyone can have, you know? It's like whenever I go up and do comedy, it's like, when I get too much anxiety, it's like, you know, I can't control my thinking or whatever, you know? It makes me nervous, you know? And, uh, and you forget your jokes and shit, and it's just like, if you can get in that mindset, you know, if you can control how you're thinking, nothing, nothing can go wrong. You'll always kill it. You'll never bomb. And that's a metaphor for life, you know? You just go up to that hot girl at the bar like, What's up, baby? I know I'm 400 pounds and don't have a job and just play World of Warcraft all day, but I got confidence. All right? Now let's go back to my house and I'll hold up my stomach while you try to find my penis through my thighs. How about that? You know, anyway, thanks for listening. Maybe we'll see you tomorrow.